Welcome to Mom Reel, the podcast about real encouragement, real stories, and real about motherhood. Hey everyone, welcome back to another podcast episode for Mom Reel. We are finishing our Working Mom series with one of my closest friends, Haley Strader, and she is a stay-at-home mom. Um, I'm so excited to wrap this series up with a stay-at-home mom being on here because this whole series and the heart behind it was featuring different types of working moms. I think when we view social media or even when we view people in you know society that there's always just the mom that works the nine to five and we don't really see the different types of moms throughout. And so I wanted this to kind of kick off this series and be a place where women could you know, feel seen, feel heard, um, relate to the people that I'm talking with and even relate to me and my experiences through this. So I am so, so excited to end um, with my friend, Haley Strader. So I am going to turn it over to her, let her introduce herself, tell a little bit about herself, and then we're going to jump into today's episode. Well, thank you, Grace Ann. I'm so um, honored to be on this podcast. I'm very excited. Uh, my name is Haley, as Grace Ann said, and I'm a mom of two boys. They are three years apart, so I have almost four-year-old and a 10-month-old, just a little bit older than Liam, and they are the best thing in the whole wide world. Um, I've been married for a little over eight years, and we live in Texas, and I am a stay-at-home mom that I kind of had the desire in my heart, but never really knew that I'd always be a stay-at-home mom, and so it's definitely been a big blessing to be a stay-at-home mom and lots of learning. And I think being a mom in general, you die to self every single day, no matter what um, kind of mom you are. I'm like your mom at heart to the bottom of it. And it's a lot either way, but that's who I am. I love that. I love that. And um, we know each other through our husbands. <laughs> Yes, that's true too. I forgot I forgot how we met because I feel like we've known each other forever. But they worked every job together almost and they were, I don't know, early twenties. And um we got the pleasure of getting to like become friends through that. So that's been sweet. Yeah, it's been so fun. And she had, you know, Alder first, like she said, and he is so sweet. I, I have a video on my phone still of him singing me happy birthday. Not this year, but the year before that when I was pregnant and sick. And it was just the sweetest little happy birthday. And I still listen to that when I just like have bad days or something. It's just the sweetest thing. So she has oh, older yeah. and then she just had her, I say just had your second, but obviously he's a month older than Liam. But um, yes, it's, it's just, just crazy that you have two boys now and I haven't even met George is like weird. I know. And I, you have a child and I have not met. Yes, it's weird it's so weird and we're coming back to Texas soon so we're we're excited to to get to see y'all in person and stuff but um but yeah so just jumping in with the stay-at-home mom life kind of explain like how you got to that point because you just mentioned as you're introducing yourself like you never thought you'd be a stay-at-home mom really but like this is where you're at right now so why don't you kind of explain just your journey to get here and kind of what that's that's looked like yeah, so it's not that I didn't see myself being a stay-at-home mom. It's more so I had the desire in my heart. I didn't know how how that would look and how I could make that happen in our current life circumstances. And when you think ahead of the future, you can like dream and create a game plan, but you really 
you know, the Lord directs your steps. And so you're like, well, I really don't know what it's going to look like. So I'm preparing my heart for maybe not being a stay at home mom. And what does that mean? And so when we got pregnant, we were in California, we had been um, traveling around as Austin traveled around with his job. And so we were planning on moving after that year because we didn't love California, but we were enjoying our experience. So lo and behold, we get pregnant and we honestly didn't think we were going to move back towards family. And the moment I did, we both looked at each other and said, we're moving back to Texas. And so we prayed into it hard because we didn't know how it was going to happen, how we were going to make it happen prior to giving birth. And um, honestly, it was Lord directed down to the little millisecond of timing. We got back two months before I had him, I think. No job, no home. I mean, you name it, the obstacles were there. But Austin, my husband, his desire for me was to fulfill my desire to be a stay at home mom and to provide a way to make that happen. And so I think when we, it was almost like there was no other option. I felt like where it was like submitting the fears before the Lord of like, well, what if, and the long list of things that come with the financial side of things, um, going back and forth between the like childcare side of things, you know, all of it. And um, having to, when we choose to do this, we are submitting it all to the Lord and we will be faithful with that no matter what it looks like. And I think that is what has kept us in our, in what we've been doing no matter how high and low we go, um, the Lord has provided every single step of the way. And so I could keep talking on that probably in multiple different rabbit holes, but I would say that's kind of how we got to you staying home. And there's been times where, like, you know, where you've done beauty counter with me, I forgot I had been doing beauty counter um, direct sales for a while, building a team and I built a business from it didn't go where I wanted it to go, but it was definitely a good supple income. And um, so that kind of helped month to month, you know, things were higher or lower and was able to supplement a little bit for extras, which was great. And doing side incomes here and there. So I think there's things and times and seasons that the Lord gives grace for those two. But um, as a whole, that's kind of how we got to where we are. I love that. And you and I have talked very heavily about yeah. this um, since I have had Liam because I, at first, you know, before I had Liam was like, well, I want to be, you know, a working mom. And I felt like just being raised in this whole like gung-ho women society, which please hear me is great. And there has been great things that have come of it, but at the same time, and I think we're even seeing this with like, there's like this drama with the new Snow White movie that's coming out and all this stuff too. Like we're losing what makes us women and what makes us feminine in that and that uniqueness. And so I also think I had a little bit of that in me of like, well, I just, you know, I want to work and, and that's what I want to do. I want to have babies and I want to work and I want to show them that I can do that and all this stuff, which is is great, but my heart wasn't in the right place in that. And, you know, I even voice texted with you back and forth at the beginning. And I was like, I actually really enjoy my job and I'm just glad to get away. And I remember you saying like, that's so great if the Lord gave you a love for it right now, like that's such a blessing. And then it, I got more into whole, into the whole motherhood journey of like, no, I actually really enjoy being around Liam. And now I feel like 
really bad and I just want to be with him all the time. And even now when I'm working and Candace and I talked about this being working moms that like our heart is to be with our kids, but that's not where we financially and like just life seasons can be right now. And everybody makes their own choices with things. So please hear me with that. But, um, you know, it's like, man, I, I so have that desire too to be home. And so I really admire you and then being friends with you and seeing how you have shepherded, you know, Alder and shepherded his heart, being a mom, being the one who speaks into him all the time too. I was like, man, I want that. So I don't know. I've, I've loved watching your story unfold from the very beginning with Alder too. And, you know, coming to my wedding pregnant and having that photo of you and, about that. Yeah, and being there in the middle of all of it. So I think being a stay at home mom too, people don't, at, at least from what I've seen on social media, and even with talking to other people, they're like, oh, well, she's a stay at home mom. She has all this time or all this whatever. Like, what's been your experience or like biggest misconception that people have thought of stay at home moms? <laughs> you know, I, I tune it out a lot, so I really don't dwell on it. If I really think about it, I would say some comments people make with good intentions, so I don't take offense, but that haven't been a stay at home mom or don't have children um or my husband at times no I'm just kidding um is that like you said like you have all the time in the world you can do whatever you want when you want um and there are truths to that in the sense that like I do structure our day and um but there's still demands there's still expectations there's still children to raise and you're I think it's that you're not in it all the time, you know, like you can just like lay on the couch and drink your coffee and watch a TV show and hang out like you do on the weekends as a family. And so I think depending on the age of your children and how many children, some of those could be true from time to time. Um, and what I've seen is I've had another child that you are nonstop. I barely sit down. If I do, it's nursing. So that's why I love nursing because it makes me sit. It makes me be still and um, take a break from just all of the things. So um, I feel like that would be one of the, the main ones of just like, what do you even do with your time? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I'm like, well, if I gave you a list, my brain might explode. Um, but I think it's the harder part is finding how to navigate like picture your home as your office and you're in your office all day long and you never leave. You don't ever leave your job. Mothering isn't my, like, it's my job, but it's also my, who I am. You know, and I think that was the big hardest part was like meshing who I am as a mom. Not that it's just something I do like a, like a job, but it's now who I am and all that I am. And I think that was able to remove so many um, frustrations when I would find myself like running into these expectations that I couldn't meet that I placed there. You know, it's like they're my own expectations I've created that I now can't meet and now I'm frustrated. <laughs> and there's still areas where I do that. But I think with being a mom, that was the hardest one of just like, it's not connecting yet and like it hasn't become one and I need to just allow myself to be a mom and be okay with 
the things I have to let go of, the things I can't show up to, um, and that it's just going to look different for a season and almost set the expectation of now, what is it going to look like? So then I can meet that expectation with joy and mm -hmm. I'm not battling it the whole time. That is so going to do it anyway. So it's either I'm doing it with a battle or I'm doing it with joy and either way I'm going to do it. So I think that for me has been the biggest transition as a stay at home mom, because at times I just feel like I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. Never leaving the house. And like I go and I do my errands and we do our things, but then you do your family life at home. And I told Austin yesterday, I feel guilty if I'm away from home for a long period of time without you guys because we don't have a ton of family time. And so I leave that removes family time. And I leave that removes time with you. And um, so then I just am like, is it okay? Am I free to leave my home? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's the like internal battle that I'm like, I have to tell myself I'm okay to leave the home. That yes. um, I love to, uh, again, it's like my office. So I try to think of it like that. How do I separate, I guess back to my first point, how do I separate like, um, like just living life at home, but also like giving myself breaks and breathers. And I don't love the term me time. I don't think, I think it's, I don't know, an entitlement that some people create that expectation that then I don't have me time. So now I'm so exhausted and frustrated. That was another one I kind of had to come over for me personally, but, um, or overcome, but it's more so how, Am I pouring into my marriage? How am I pouring into my family? And what is looking like pouring into my family look like? Um, and that includes pouring into me. So that's so good. And kind of going on that same, you know, trajectory of thought. Yes, <laughs> you could say that's such a weird way of saying it. But like, what does a day to day look like for you all? Because I I don't think anytime I came and hung out with you guys. When I was, you know, doing work stuff and my schedule was all crazy and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a mom yet. I like your day never looked the same that I came. So like, what, what are some things that look like day to day for you all? Yeah, I think, well, when you were kind of around, I think when Alder was younger, it did look different most days. It's not like we had a ton of structure other than naps. Maybe you weren't the most structure we had um, because he thrived on that. I thrived on that. So we made sure naps were like the biggest thing, but I didn't serve it. So if there were some seasons where we needed to be flexible, I allowed naps to be a little bit more flexible so that I wasn't um, bound by the naps. But for the most part, I would say naps were the most consistent at a younger age. And we did a lot of playtime, a lot. I played a lot on the ground with him. I would say we did a lot of part-time. There was a season where we had one car and I could not escape my house unless I walked. And so um, luckily it was during beautiful weather season and I could walk and we'd go, we live, you know, near so many parks. So we would walk to a different park every day. We'd go to the coffee shop. We'd walk to Chick-fil-A. Um, so I think that season was a little different, but now that he's older, we're doing some homeschooling stuff. Um, he does have some music talents. And so we've been trying to foster that through piano and some guitar and trying to just implement some 
structure through that through the week. I haven't tried to be as um, structured to where it looks like this every day, but like at some point in the day, we're going to spend 10 minutes playing on the piano. At some point in the day, we're going to sit down and do some letters and do some Bible memorization. And um, the mornings I've been during the summer really bad with TV. And um, so we really reeled it back to where during the week, we really don't have a ton of TV time. Um, and usually what we do, it's when I'm prepping dinner so that I can have less distractions and just crank some dinner out. So I've tried to use the TV time to serve me versus just be a filler in the day. Um, and then we are about to start. I'm very excited about this. I have some friends that are homeschooling their children too that are very similar in age with Alder. And so we're gonna get together every Monday and do like a co-op and then another little group that's doing a co-op every other Friday that we're gonna do science where we're like foraging and outside in nature doing seasonal related things out in the weather. And so that's kind of how we're starting to structure our time of where it's evolved from when you are around to where you're like, I don't know, one, one and a half, two, and um, kind of to where we've gotten today. So I'm trying, I will say I'm a structured person. I know you are too. Yes. So for me, um, I'd say that's another battle of when there isn't structure, my, all that I am feels like I'm failing and that I'm not doing a good job. And so I've had to really learn that, okay, where can I implement structure and where can I release control? Mm. Because it became a control thing versus a structure thing. And then I also was finding myself exhausted and I'm not meeting, or I'm just trying to strive after this expectation of a structure so that I can be okay. But really it was like, where do I need to release control? And then where can I implement structure that it works for our family um, and be okay with the flexibility in between? I hope that makes sense. I don't know. No, that does. That's so good. I think that's something that I learned too when when I became a mom. And I think I I think we had a long voice text about this. I can't remember, but just talking we've had about, quite a few long voice texts. Yeah, we've had quite a few long voice texts. That's how side note for anybody who knows me in like real life, it, voice texts are how I talk back and forth, especially to friends that I don't get to see very often, but I still want to connect with and like hear their voice and just hear how they're doing and check in and Sometimes you, especially now as a mom, I don't have time for like a phone call in the car because I could have kids screaming behind me or, you know, a kid in this instance. And so I just send a voice text when I can usually to and from work is when that occurs because I don't have Liam in the car. So, um, yeah, so we send voice texts back and forth to keep up. But yeah, for me, it was learning that relinquishing control because I'm a very, you know, type A, Enneagram six, like this is how things are. This is how my day is laid out. Like I'm a very routine person. And then having Liam especially struggled the first six weeks in that like newborn bubble that everybody says with being like, my whole world is turned upside down. Like, what am I doing? And now I've definitely gotten more of that structure as well, but I'm not with Liam every day. So his structure looks very different because I'm not able to kind of give him the same thing every day. Like our schedule looks like Mondays and Wednesdays. He's in daycare. Tuesdays are his full days with me. 
Um, Thursdays, he's with my mom. And then Fridays, he has a nanny here in our home. And so it's, he's with somebody different, like every single day. And that's hard too, not just for me, but for him. Um, and, and having that, but on Tuesdays when I'm with him, I just relish the time with him. And it's almost like we have to play catch up from him being gone the day before. And he just, we just play and we do all sorts of things. And I do try to keep with his schedule that he has at daycare. We've, we've now like gone into that because it was really difficult at first getting him into daycare and like not having the same type of schedule that they have. So we've kind of adapted that. So anytime he's being watched by other people or myself, not in daycare, we try to keep that same schedule so that it's easier for him. But it's still very hard to have like that. Oh my word, somebody's with my kid. That's not me, you know, <laughs> mindset. And I know you sent older for a little bit to like a daycare type, you know, place. And, and before I sent Liam the night before I was voice texting with you and you were saying how it was very similar on your end, like learning that too. So like, why don't you talk a little bit about that choice from a stay at home mom, mom's perspective of, you know, choosing that in that season and then deciding to bring him back home. Yes. So we, my husband's job at the time, they had um, a, they have still a preschool and it's for employees only. It's at a church and he worked for a news station that was on the property of the church. And so they were able to also send their children because they're technically employees on the property, I guess. And um, so we kept praying about it. We kept praying about it and it would only be two days a week. And I didn't have peace at first. And then it was just a season of life we were in that I was, I had been with him nonstop from, cause we sent him right before he became two. It was like in July, August before he, so a little over a year and a half. And I had, I think as new moms in general, I'd like to meet one mom that does, hasn't struggled with the identity of becoming a mom because you just, you do, you just get thrown in and you're like, figure it out. And it's beautiful. I think it's amazing. It's designed that way with all of the societal things that we have to come up against. In addition to that, I think it was just a perfect time for me to kind of figure out me and me as a mom. And so Austin really encouraged it. So we decided to send him and see how it goes. And so we sent him Tuesday, no, Monday, Wednesdays. Um, And it was for a long period because he went to work with Austin and came home with Austin. And so he was there from 7.30 or 8 a.m. until usually 4.30 or 5. And um, the first few times I cried a lot because there's this attachment. I mean, they're grown inside of you. So it's like, there's nothing that can even talk to like what that feels like to not be with them, not know what they're doing, who they're talking to, what they're eating, <laughs> you know, um, what kind of water they're drinking. I mean, all of the things are just like all of the control and all that you are was just taken from you for a day. So it took me maybe about two weeks and I was very grateful for that season of time. So he stayed there for a year um, when I got pregnant with George. Austin was transitioning jobs and we kind of knew he had about a month and a month and a half left. And I decided to put him in three days because I knew he'd be coming back home because Austin, 
the reason we chose to bring him home was because Austin changed jobs. And so he no longer has that. Um, and I didn't feel at peace with putting him elsewhere. So there was nowhere else. I, had, I hunted around because he thrived, learning from other people, being around older kids, because um, they had some older kids help that helped around with the younger kids. But I have not found anywhere that I have had peace to put him in. So currently he's at home. We're doing homeschooling. We've been blessed with groups of people around us and friends that have been dear and so close in age and um, that we've been able to kind of start doing life with. So we're taking it year by year with schooling and um, I'm not sure what that will look like yet. Yeah. Well, and I love that it was like a journey for you. I think when I think stay at home mom, I think about my mom and literally from the time that I was born, like she was a stay at home mom until you know, I don't remember her really going back to work, quote unquote, until, oh gosh, I was probably in high school. And even then, when I mean she went back to work, she did all sorts of side things. So like, she's still like mom was her still her priority, you know, and I think today's day and age is so different where we get the opportunity to have these choices of what we want to do when we want to do it or you know, things like that. It's a, it's a little bit different than when our parents were stay-at-home moms, you know. Um, but yeah, well, I so appreciate you sharing that that with us. And I'm sure a lot of stay-at-home moms too can relate to that and relate to that time of like, okay, well, I want them to experience something else. But at the same time, it's that relinquishing control. But then at the same time for you as a mom, it's like, no, I need to do that for this period of time and this state so um I so appreciate you just sharing that and I I just wanted to ask you too what are some things or a thing that you have struggled with as a stay-at-home mom and how have you kind of overcome them or that thing I feel like one of the biggest things that can come and go in seasons is loneliness because one I think it depends on your circumstances and season of life you're in I had Alder during right before COVID. So that's a whole different story of those who went through that experience. And then um, when we only had one car and moving and finding community and in the midst of also being a mom and all of the obstacles. So I think loneliness can be one because you're just with children. I don't want to say just, but you are with children all day. And depending on their age, you can only interact so much. You only get so much feedback. So like now Alder is in a really fun age where we have the coolest conversations and dialogue that make me laugh and it feels different now. But loneliness, I think, is one of the hardest ones that comes and goes in seasons because no one sees what you do day in and day out, but your children. And they don't see it the same way you see it, you know? And um, I think feeling seen also of like that's where I've had to really dive into the Lord because he sees me Mm. and I have to trust it and know that that is more than enough I don't need someone else to see what I do day in and day out because at the end of the day like he's the one I get to answer to in heaven and our treasures are stored up in heaven and so my mom has always been one that has said this and I feel like I know it I am beginning to know it more now than ever is that our treasures are stored up in heaven and it will be a reward in heaven that we might not see our reward here on earth, but eternally what we pour into our children Mm. will be seen in heaven. And so 
I have to remind myself that that, that when the Lord says, uh, what's the verse where basically what is unseen is more real than what is seen. I forget the verse that it is. It's what is, what I don't see is way more real than everything I can see in with my eyes. Yes. And um, that sometimes brings me back when I have my moments of, I am losing it today. I cannot reel myself in. I don't know what is happening, whether it's hormones or I drink coffee without food, but I am not in a great spot. I'm like, Lord, I have to remind myself of you that you are way more real than my circumstances right now. And I have to hone it in. Um, and I think the other thing that's really helped me with that is um, the verse, I think it's Matthew 28. I think I have it pulled up really quick because it came to my heart tonight before we popped on here. Um, but when he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so I feel like Again, I feel like as a mom in general, I mean, whether you're working, you're juggling so many things and whether you're staying at home, you're juggling so many things that just, you're juggling different things and it can feel so overwhelming. It can feel so heavy at times and add marriage into all of that. You're like, <laughs> sometimes you're just like, oh my word, like how you just feel like the weight of the world sometimes on your shoulders or, and I have to remind myself of that. And that to me always just brings me of like, okay, Lord, your yoke is easy. If I'm not bringing this to you in prayer, I am the only one to blame. Mm. I cannot point the finger at anyone else around me or my circumstances if I am not coming to you in prayer with what I have going on. Um, otherwise, and I can't expect it to change either. You know, if I'm not willing to take my responsibility of who um, I am accountable to, and I'm accountable to him and him alone. And so that for me has been really new in this season, I would say. Um, I wish I could say that that was me at the beginning with Alder and really, I think mainly after George. So, well, is that like the piece of advice you would also give to? Like, I'm hearing that and I'm like, oh, wow, yes. Like, would, is that something that you would tell other stay at home moms as well that you've kind of learned through this season? It's just basically like to sum submit it to the Lord and just come to him with that or, or I'm, I'm taking words out of your mouth I'll let you phrase it how you want to want to phrase it I guess I've I've blended them together so what I was struggling with and kind of how I feel like the Lord's walked me through that and I think too um yeah the overwhelm and the loneliness I guess are kind of what are the two things that can be the hardest at times and then how I feel like would be my advice would be that is submitting it to the Lord because I feel like as women, but, but as moms, we, we take it into our own hands so often because, and we're in survival state a lot of the time, depending on what season you're in. And so I think sometimes we don't realize what we're doing isn't working and what we're doing is kind of the problem and we're in our own way. And we're kind of the one that's in our children's way of being successful or learning something because we're not teaching them. We're now reacting to them. And um, so I think again, submitting it to the Lord and listening to him and letting him teach you. I think there's so many amazing tools on social media, but I feel like there's so much more noise that can be confusion between the ears that distract from what the Lord's actually asking us to do individually, because our 
home, our marriage, our family is so individually um, connected to the Lord that we get so lost from, I think, what we really need. And I think sometimes he'll show us exactly what we need on social media, but I feel like that's like the very small percent. Yes. Well, and that's so good too. I feel like the Lord reminded me of that when I had Liam in the new year was just to recalibrate my focus. And he reminded me through John Mark Comer wrote a book, um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And it talked about like, what are you setting your mind to each day? What are you prioritizing each day? What is going to be in your sphere? Because what you absorb is what you're going to become like, you know, I mean, even scripture tells us that as iron sharpens iron. And so I even had to kind of recalibrate and I still have to catch myself. I mean, I'll be honest with you right now. It has been difficult in this nine month mark of not with Liam, but just like marriage stuff and life stuff and financial stuff and just all the things that I've even had to remind myself to recalibrate and get in that position too. And so I think, you know, whether you're a stay at home mom, whether you're a a working mom and please hear me working is stay at home mom too. It's just a different, different type of working, but um, whether you're, you know, a part-time working mom or a flexible mom or whatever, I hope that you know that you can take those times and just sit down and ask the Lord to recalibrate your heart, just like Haley was talking about and really submit unto him. And I think that's something too, that us as women need to remember is that we were made for a specific designed purpose. And part of that is motherhood. Part of that is getting into the season with him. And so he's the one that put that in us. He's the one who gave us these gifts and abilities. So you know, he's the one we ultimately report to in that. So Haley, thank you so much for being here today. I could keep going and keep talking and I'm sure we'll have you back on again, but um, I so appreciate you being here today and just ending this working mom series with being a stay-at-home mom because it's absolutely a type of working mom that I think is so forgotten about. So I so appreciate you coming on here and sharing your heart and just um, talking with it. So I hope that you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're listening to this, that you felt seen and, um, you know, hopefully understood and got that piece of advice from Haley. And just, I encourage you and I'm encouraging myself, even though I'm not a stay-at-home mom, but just to just resubmit to the Lord daily and just continue to ask him how, you know, he wants me to mother to be in the midst of my mothering. Um, and yeah, so thank you for sticking with me in this Working Mom series. There is still many more episodes to come. Um, we're going to be talking about postpartum and just the mental health aspect uh, coming up here shortly. Uh, we're going to be talking about our fitness journey. We're going to be talking about all sorts of different things. So make sure to share this with your friends um, and rate this podcast. I'm trying to think of all the other things. Leave comments for me, follow me on social media, and I'll see you guys in the next podcast.